prosperity consciousness is like this magical you know state that we're wanting to achieve but that it's just it's so much more than that and so enjoy the process welcome to the healer dealer podcast this is an invitation to be inspired get curious expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern healers of our time the only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it i'm your healer dealer diana zaloki so excited you're here let's get started Jennifer Kosh um, is one of my personal coaches I work with, and it feels so much more than that title, Um, but I've been working with her for almost a year, and she's been a huge ally and asset in supporting me in moving forward with taking big, scary um, actions to go towards where I want to go. And Jen is comes from a background of being like, okay, you're gonna totally probably laugh, but like fancy most sought after tutor in Canada, correct? In Canada, I don't know about that. Wait, but I thought it was all in Canada. Like all the Canadians like line up and like, I need Jen Kosh, come tutor me. That's in Vancouver. Vancouver. That's everybody wants to go to Vancouver. Um, And then through that process, you started doing mentorship and coaching, and then that's expanded and blown up into everything covering um, astrology, which you refer to as love maps, which I can't wait to get into, and then also pouring over into your highly successful, highly popular series of the prosperity sessions, as well as doing intuitive coaching as well, which I personally find your prosperity sessions, it's like my favorite recipe of um, mentorship because it's like a little bit of all the things I want. Yeah. Because we know I want all the things from you. You want all the things. I want all the things. Would you, would you say that's an accurate summary, quick summary of your, like where you're coming from? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I did start off as a teacher teaching kids and the work morphed into, as I changed and I started working with them on an intuitive level, you know, bringing in, okay, let's, let's do English, sure, for a little while. Let's really, let's look at your astrology chart second. And so, yeah, it did morph into that where it just became that, no, I couldn't do the tutoring anymore and be in integrity that I needed to do, you know, Love Matters, as it turned out, which is the name of my business, so that I could do it in a better way, in a more integrity, I guess is what I would say. Well, don't you feel that's also because now when you're working with people, you can, the other only word I can think of is like, let your freak flag fly. It's like now your expertise and um, power in the gift of mentoring and tutoring people now is completely married with your love and passion of all things magic and esoteric based in the root of love. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, so the can you explain to our listeners um, if they were to go to your site, what love? What is a love map? A love map. Um, well, let me give you a little bit of context about even how the love map came to be. And Do it. Yes. So in 2015. I was transitioning between the work I was doing and then I didn't know what the next steps were. And I did a meditation and my guides came in and said, you're going to create uh, an astrology chart that's called a love map. And I was doing astrology essentially since I was 10 years old, but that I had been doing this type of chart since 2007. 
but they told me to tweak it a little bit, the guidance, the guidance that I received, and call it a love map, and that it was going to be the foundation of a business called Love Matters. And so the love map is an intuitive, archetypal reading of a person's life plan. And what uh, it's divided into six chapters, and I call it essentially a relationship chart because it's not. I mean, I did, but I did, you know, get into astrology when I was ten because of relationship and love. But that it, as it, you know, transformed and evolved, it became this relationship chart to all parts of life, and you know how that astrology chart can decode that, like, can show the information. It can show actually symbolically what your life plan is, like what you signed up for when you were born. And so, yeah, that's, so when people go in, they'll see a section on Love Matters that says Love Map Astrology. And, and that is my offering um, and my take on the astrology chart. One thing I love is before you do move forward in any other of your wonderful programs that you have, you do highly recommend that people have a Love Map um, reading with you. Yeah, which absolutely. I mean, I think is highly beneficial because then it lets everybody know like what you're working with absolutely. <laughs> at a baseline. Oh, you know, and it's funny because it's the language I speak. And so I just had to really uh, honor that is that I have been speaking um, ast- an ast- astrology, the language of astrology, like since I was a little kid. And so that it comes through, that's how I love to communicate intuitive information and communicate practical information is through that language so it's like yeah you're right i have a foundation like know where you came from know why you're here and know where you're heading like through the the lens of the astrology chart one thing i love too is and we've talked about this personally and i also on this podcast is the variation of um languages that astrology is a language in itself but there's so many different interpretations of it and one thing I really love that I feel is super unique with your interpretation is you really work with powerful, powerful archetypes that all live within us from our past lives, present and future. And that is something that I, you, you know me, I like can't hide anything from you. Um, I was a little bit stubborn about with like, oh, okay, I know my chart, mm-hmm, like a little bit. And then I completely see as we've been working together, how I haven't really called in and been really aware of all these different types of archetypes I was working with and how to harness those or dial it up or dial it down, um, you know, through the process. Can you explain um, within the love maps and in general, like what is an archetype Mm -hmm. and how do they work with us or against us? Oh, one of my favorite questions. So you know how you do Akashic record readings, you do these brilliant readings and you go into the records. And so the astrology chart will have, you know, it has the planets and the signs and the houses, you know, it's the basis of information. That's kind of like the recipe that we're working with. And with each one of those planets, those signs and those houses, you've got these archetypes that have been associated, assigned uh, categories through, you know, through so much time. And these archetypes themselves are, I, well, they're little, but they're powerful, collective record keepers of this information, specifically like the meaning that you've assigned to like, we'll say the roles that people have played in society. So, you know, you, I was doing a reading for somebody the other day, Moon and Sagittarius, 
there's so many archetypes related to Sagittarius. You know, you've got the archetype of like the traveler and the wanderer and the quester and the master teacher and the evangelicist and the fanatic. And there's just a, a wide range. And um, what will happen in doing a reading that is focused on archetypes, you get to tune into like the qualities and the markers and the traits of that particular archetype based on, and I think this is the key to any astrology reading, is based on the intention of a person um, who's coming into a session. Like what is it that they're working with? What is it that they um, are wanting for their life and where are they moving towards? Because those record keepers, those little archetypes show up and say, hey, I'm, you're working with the master teacher, like you, or you, if it, we're talking about the moon in Sagittarius, you're working with your past, your past lives were working with the archetype of the master teacher for this particular person. And so it gives a ton of intuitive information for me about what this person is holding in their energy field based um, at any point in time, like based on their intention about what it is that, um, yeah, they're wanting, I guess, essentially what they're wanting to manifest, what they're wanting to move towards. So it's not, an archetype's not a job, you know, like the hunter archetype, you know, of an Aries, uh, which you know well, like we know the hunter literally is somebody, you know, who goes out into the woods, maybe, who traps animals. This is like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, still now. But we, I would look, if I was going to apply the archetype of the hunter to a son in Aries, I would look at, oh, this person's patient and has skill and has a connection to you know, nature, maybe to like um, the natural systems um, of the world, somebody who's got focus and like athletic prowess. And you know, what's so again, funny about that too, with yeah. you saying that is, um, you know, uh, Aries' son is notorious for being impatient. And I am very impatient for like basic things that humans should be like, oh, that's going to take a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, 30 seconds feels like five hours. But you just describing that just gave me insight and comfort in that I know I'm impatient, but there's other things I'm very patient with. Absolutely. It's like, I'm very patient with the bigger picture. I'm very patient with when I plant my seeds. It's not for an immediate um, result. It's for the bigger picture long term. And that I feel is very connected with the hunter, which um, it's just, I, I just, I had to share that. I just love, I've been working with you. And I just realized that about myself just now. <laughs> yeah. And I heard, it's funny you say that because I heard to share it with you like yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to talk about the hunter archetype. I know it. Uh, yeah. So, and I just got goosebumps about that too. I love that. So yeah. My, but it's also, but us saying this, I also feel like those that are listening to us Absolutely. are calling in that archetype as well. Because we're about to get into our um, harvest season. And I think it's like, you know, just with the collective pressure of, you know, having so many, you know, the first image that comes to mind, like so many pots burning on so many stoves or whatever, like Absolutely. so many things going on. It's like, you know, working with the seasons of our lives versus working against it. Um, but I just love your interpretation of archetypes. And one thing I would love is you mentioned, um, very softly on how to harness those in the manifestation process. Now, mm -hmm. can we talk to, and you can totally cut me off if I'm like going too fast, or if you want to pull the reins back and explain more about archetypes. But one thing I love in taking that is 
working with that energy field and your discussion of manifest and then bringing that into prosperity. And what does prosperity mean to you? How does manifestation incorporate with that? And then can you talk a little bit about the holistic mindset around prosperity versus just, you know, uh, money? I love that. Yes. Um, prosperity for me has evolved. And I think coming from a childhood of, of, uh, it was a roller coaster, you know, there was money and then there wasn't money and then there was a divorce and then there really was no money. And so prosperity for me, I wouldn't even have used that word. It was, uh, um, abundance or just manifesting money. And so, uh, Prosperity to me is prosperity consciousness. It's like it's a mindset, and it is it is not just pros- yes prosperity money absolutely, but there is prosperity in terms of an abundance of relationshiping, abundance of opportunities, abundance of love, or whatever other qualities that you want to to bring in. And I feel like with the archetypes, how uh, I've worked with archetypes with abundance is calling in well, figuring out first of all what is it that I want. And so if we're going to talk in terms of business, and business is not the only way to bring in prosperity or your career, there's lots of mystical, mystical ways of, of bringing in um, prosperity. But if we're talking about somebody's career or business, I would take a look about what it is I want to accomplish. And so if I'm here and my goal is over there, I have to look at the qualities that I would need, the person I need to become in order to get over there. And that's where the archetypes come in. What I love about the archetypes is this, is that because the archetypes are collective living dynamic fields of energy, they are like, they hold such a high vibration when you tap into the most exalted forms of them. And so, you know, any archetype that you worked with, like say you wanted to work with the archetype of the goddess and you thought, oh, the goddess would be such a cool archetype to work with. That is an awesome archetype to work with and it's very popular, but there's also the lower expressions of the, you know, the goddess as well. You know, if you took an aspect of the goddess Durga, say, I love Durga. And, um, you know, where she is, she is like a hunter energy where there's focus and there's concentration, there's, there's precision, there's no middleman with, with Durga. But then if you looked at Durga in terms of, um, of a shadow expression or a lower vibrational expression, she is um, an expression of her individually would be somebody who's controlling or somebody who's like, you know, is trying to control the process too much. So when I use the archetypes for manifestation, I'm calling in the archetypes um, and you can do it a bunch of different ways. You can do it through affirmation. You can do it through meditation. You can do it through tapping energy work. There's, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it in order to become the person that would be prosperous. That would be, um, you know, if I wanted to be a writer and bring in prosperity that way, I would call in the archetype of the writer, the creative genius, the, you know, if I needed focus, I'd call in the archetype of Durga or focus. Can um, you explain, just pause for one second, because yeah. I feel like you bringing up Durga is um, also bringing up an energy that those that are listening maybe um, consciously or unconsciously calling in energetically. Can you explain a little bit about who is Durga and what she represents? Great question. So I have been working with goddess for about two years, which might, you know, I'm, it's just crazy to me because I never actually resonated so much with the goddess energy. So um, is goddess different than archetype or the same thing? It's a 
That is another good question. I would say that it depends on how you look at it. I think that there is an archetype of the goddess. When I do somebody's love map chart, chart and I see Virgo in their chart, I will assign the goddess to, um, to Virgo because Virgo does represent goddess, priestess, you know, that type of energy. But then there's specific emanations of that archetype. And so that's where you get, you know, you get Durga and Lakshmi and Saraswati and Kali and all of those different goddesses who represent different um, aspects of or different markers or traits of that archetype. So Durga is a goddess and you could assign her the label of an archetype if you wanted to. Um, I think, you know, you're in choice around that. But with Durga, Durga is, um, I often work with her when I'm working with people who have Capricorn in their chart or Aries um, as well, because of this energy that she holds. She's the Hindu goddess. She's like the mother of all goddesses in Hindu mythology. And she's the one that actually gives birth to many of the other goddesses that we know and love in popular culture. So I've always been somebody, when I started my intuitive journey to go to the top, and just go to that highest vibration. And uh, so I will use her mantra uh, to call in the qualities that she is often associated with, which is focus and discipline and patience and persistence and really serving community and uh, uh, whatever else that you're working with. And, you know, and you develop a relationship with these energies to meet the goddess and she may represent something totally different for other people. Like to me, she is love, right? Ultimately she is love. But I feel that's the goggle. I feel like that's the way you view everything. I, well, love matters is the name of my business. So absolutely. It is absolutely the foundation um, for sure. I think that's why we're here is to, you know, to remember ourselves as love. And uh, so yeah, working with the goddess, working with archetypes helps me do that personally. Now, okay, so we went over this. So now the next step. So mm-hmm. I am calling in, because I think sometimes when, you know, we talk about manifestation, we talk about speaking future, future tense of what we're grateful for that has happened, you know, what we want to call in. And then obviously we know that nothing happens unless you take inspired action upon those things. Um, But what I love about and working with you, it breaks it down even more. So one of the tools that you've taught me to incorporate, to break it down even more that I would love for you to talk about is working with pillars. Mm. What are pillars? How are those useful? And how can our listeners create their own? I love that. Okay. Um, Pillars came in year two of this business. And I was listening to a webinar. I wish I could remember who was giving the talk, but he was delivering um, a webinar based on the concept of having core values in which to deeply serve in your business. And, you know, so the pillars represent what you stand for, you know, indicating to yourself, to your, you know, your potential clients or customers, what, how you tend and tend to represent yourself and your clients within the context of your business and your business being, and you know, I could say that about your career, not just a business isn't a divine extension for you. And so this felt big to me, you know, like when you listen to something and you start goosebumping and you get chills, that was this for me. I'm like, this is big. And so what it did is it made me go in and contemplate, well, what do I want my core values of my business to be? And 
I had been working for several years prior to this moment, working with spiritual practices that would invoke the sacred names of the divine. And so you would do mantras for qualities such as compassion, beauty, wisdom. So like the whole pillar approach felt like a practical extension of that. And I love spirituality. I love astrology. I love intuition. I love all of it, but I need it to be practical. I need it to be applicable to my life. So I asked myself and, you know, I'm inviting, you know, people who are listening to do the same thing for them. And it's not just about business. You could do this for your life. You could do this for your relationships. I happened just to be listening that day and it was about business. So I thought, well, what does love matters stand for? Obviously, like, you know, you just mentioned love is the foundation of course, but I thought about, well, what is it that I really want? That's kind of been missing even in my work since, you know, up until this point. And I had just gone through a period where I really wanted to have more joy. I just thought everything I do from now on, it has to be based on joy. So joy is one of my pillars. And I look at them, you can, you know, see the pillars in the temples and there's a physical representation of that. I look at my pillars like that. I look at them as in like their four corners of the energy field of my business. If my business is represented by an energy field and that these core pillars there's you know those four that i have some people have six some people have eight there's no magical number um they would be the filters in which i would create my services offer my you know offer what i want to offer have my sessions with people teach you know uh workshops or courses and so everything and so if i didn't have um if i was doing a love map session and I wasn't feeling joy after a while, I'd be thinking, well, what is it about that? Like, what's going on here? So that I could do the inner work or do the, you know, the energy work or whatever, make the changes that would allow me to go back to that vibration of joy. So pillars to me feel archetypal. They also feel, um, they're deeply energetic, intuitive. Uh, and I would say they're very much like protect, I call them like guardian angels, like the guardian angels of my business. So does that, does that make sense? Oh, for me, it does. I hope it does for our listeners too, which I think it will, um, you know, marinate, uh, for further thought. And I just wanted to share that the thing that I find most surprising in the most wonderful way and working with pillars is even if somebody isn't like breaking it down and creating them, you know, like specifically with intention, Mm -hmm. they're always working with you. You are always working with some form of, you know, these energies, whether you're aware of it or not, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was very, and it's also, it's like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. So I will never forget it. And I'm not going to go into too much detail. So I keep things uh, still generalized here, but I remember in earlier this year, I, you know, one of the big um, energies I've been calling in is warrior, like warrior in the sense of being strategic, being thoughtful, having a plan. And one of my, and you know, at first I was like, oh yeah, Durga's great. Like Durga's helping me with stuff. And then pops out Kali. <laughs> and What has been so amazing to me is, you know, I'm doing my morning meditations. I'm calling in what I want, you know, all the light and fluffy stuff, all the good stuff. And then when it came down to making action, I had to make a very difficult, 
big, bold business move. And I will never forget the energy, the force that I felt of calling in Kali, calling in Durga mm. and their support. And it literally felt like goddess sisters, like pushing me from behind my back, like yeah. forcing me to do this thing that was like out of my skin, the most uncomfortable thing I've ever had to do. And seeing like, you know, and initially being scared of Kali, but then seeing like, oh my gosh, this energy is like making, it's making me look at the most terrifying thing. And also I've never felt so loved in my life. No, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, that, and that's exactly it. I think when you're working with these high, like, so the pillars are not just like, I want to feel joy. It's like, this is actually like the most exalted angelic quality. Like there's a high vibration there that I'm reaching for within like, the, you know, with my business. I do also love about what I love about the pillars is the, um, the, uh, you know, and these are just core values. If you want to break it down, it's the languaging that I heard is the language that I use, but they're really just core values, but they save you a lot of time and effort going down a path that you might not necessarily need to go down. You Isn't could, it also Durga energy too? Oh, absolutely. The like clear out the nonsense. Clear like, it out. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, okay. So it's funny that you should say that because she actually came in very similar time as the pillars did. And I can't, I don't do the chronology. Uh, I can't do the chronology about that. But pillars also too, just if I can say one more thing about yeah. it, it actually holds you accountable. Because a lot of people are like, well, I don't have prosperity. So one of my you know, core pillars is prosperity consciousness. And it's like, well, if I don't feel that, that's up to me, right? To go and address that issue, to address what needs to be addressed. And so I love them as being uh, like, they're, they're co-creative partners. I'm, you know, I'm one person, you know, operation here. It's like, they, I feel like they're, you know, co-creating with me. They're like my business partners, you know, in this, in Love Matters. And they've also extended out into my life, into other areas, you know, where my health and my relationship and, and whatnot. So I just, I think it, it, to me, it was one of those pivotal moments in my life. Like I'm really going to stand for something within this business. And it just happens that... I call them pillars. You can call them whatever you like. But it's, okay, it's a so, really interesting exercise to do. Is to see, well, that's well, what, what I'm I saying. So let's, let's um, give our listeners the exercise. So they're thinking about their core values. Yeah. Well, what, well, is I, what I would suggest is do this. You know how much I love ritual and ceremony is I would take some time, create a, you know, call, call in as some sacred time, some sacred space go in, you know, I often surround myself with my, my cards, my Oracle cards and uh, my crystals and, and whatever you need to do, light a candle, you know, put some music on and then get in touch with, you know, the higher self, because we might think really quickly, we know what they are. I wouldn't have picked joy. It's not a sexy word to me. Like it's not one of those hot, you know, I don't, that word doesn't really do that much for me, but when I tuned in, it was so clear you know, hand on my heart. It's like, what's going to serve within this business? And so it might be a 10 minute process for you. I mean, how long did it take for you to come up with your pillars? Oh, well, the first time when I did them was last year when I first started working with you and they were pretty, um, it's that process was very uh, humbling and interesting and insightful for me. Cause at first I came from a, you know, photographer, like visual, like I have to make it pretty um, you know, I was very clear on what I wanted to call in and it looked very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then, um, recently I redid them and I like, it's so funny cause I look at it and I think my first 
attempt at it was like super ego based of like what sounded sexy. And then I like quickly realized I was doing that. And it really took me a long time to come up with my new ones. I really took it to heart. And then again, they were really simple. I mean, it's so easy to complicate things. It's so hard to simplify things. And I remember, um, yeah, dialing it down. And I was like, really, like, what do you want? And I actually, um, (laughs) I actually went into, I opened my own Akashic Records to touch base because I was just like, felt like I was like flailing a little bit, like a little all over the place. And they like helped me break it down um, to what I really needed to call in. Now with my pillars, and one thing I love is you really encourage people to do what feels best to them. Mm -hmm. But also like, if you are um, wanting to incorporate a true prosperity conscious, have a prosperity consciousness and work with that. And you have these pillars, you, you, your core values, you create this list. And then within that list, you have these words of joy. And then, you know, how can somebody, once they make this list of core values, do they look at it every day? Do they have to like ask themselves, like, how am I having joy all day? Or how do I want to bring it in? Or is it just asking to call in the highest vibration? How can people work with this list once they make it? again like lots of different ways but I do know that it takes time for it to anchor within your, your own energy field so that it's becomes so true. conscious mm-hmm. right so I do suggest, I love when you first did yours you did this gorgeous collage right that, I love that and it's like but so do the collage awesome but like it needs to be visible because the subconscious needs to see that you mean business with these pillars. Like that actually this, these are the, you know, for me, they're four, these are the four dominant vibrations that I'm going to be working with within my business. So I'm fortunate because I teach it like, you know, every day with my coaching clients, I speak about it every day and passionately. So that it is like, you know, energy and intention and the visibility of the pillars in my life is able to anchor quite quickly. So I do say for the first little while is to make sure that you're visibly seeing it and that you're working with it. If you do an energy, I know lots of people who love tapping, you can tap your pillars in, right? Like doing EFT, you know, the emotional freedom technique, you know, it's like, you know, my body, like I'm embodying freedom, joy, you know, prosperity, like whatever it is, you could do it on the treadmill. You know, I open up the fields of joy and creative freedom, prosperity, whatever the pillars are. Like there's so many different ways, whatever you're doing right now. Do you uh, recommend people work with? Because you know, initially with, it's like I start with four. I think four is simple and manageable. And you bring up a really great point, maybe without even knowing it, is that so what happens is this. So you're intending, you're intending, okay, I'm intending joy in my business, in my life, right? So what's gonna happen is just this is the way intention works. You've intention A, joy. Intention B is going to be everything that is in resistance to joy. Like it's gonna come up. And I think you've seen that, right? Like you what you just spoke about with, uh, with making that big business decision in Kali. It's like when you're saying that you're standing for joy, um, the way spirit I see works with you is to show you the places that maybe you're not in joy. And so oh, that's- like painfully. Like it's not, so it even though be. you Especially pick the word big, joy, yeah. it's going to yeah. like show you shadow shit really quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, especially if you're really, you know, you're like a beautiful personality like you, you know, you're so passionate 
to like, I'm, I'm going to go for joy. It's like, okay, well, but we're going to show you with equal, you know, intensity where you're not in joy. And so that to me has been, um, I've learned to taper some of my, let's, you know, my adjectives around my pillars and well, around my intentions as well, just so they can be gentleness in the process, right? Let's have gentleness. One here. thing I love too in, in working with that is, um, and it's so interesting because you, you know, we talk about prosperity um, consciousness. It's when I'm experiencing the like downswing of, you know, being shown the opposite of where it's not, you know, showing up in my life. I'm not like thinking it consciously, like this is terrible. I'm like, this is, you know, I'm just so focused on like getting through it. And it's so interesting to me, like, obviously we're all humans and it's just like, I feel like we tend to go to like worst case scenario. So when you're experiencing the downswing while you're approaching, you know, calling in the upswing, it's so fascinating to me how people are very quick to be like, oh, things are bad. That is not good. Oh, mm -hmm." it's like, you know, and meanwhile, I think it's just like, you know, you're, crawling through the mud to get to that other side because you see it there very clearly. So you're not even thinking about, I'm like crawling through the mud of this. Mud is part of this process. Uh, And also too, I think what I love to invite people to do is to call in the archetype of the witness to be part of this process with you so that you are like, oh my God, like I asked for joy and prosperity and I'm seeing the opposite of that. Huh? I'm so interested in like, I am like, show me, right? I am a big, big proponent of like working with spirit or like aspects of spirit, like Durga, like, okay, so I ask for prosperity. I want prosperity consciousness. I'm not seeing it. I'm still stuck. Show me how to move through this. And so in working with these intelligent energies who just love you so much, they're going to show you if you let it. And so, yeah, I love calling in the witness as um, to my process in like, getting from, you know, to feeling the joy or the creative freedom or making impact in people's lives, like with all of that. So. so to take that even a step further, one thing that you've taught me, which I applaud you because uh, you have the biggest well of love and patience for those who contend to the violently passion side at times. Um, <laughs> is while we're experiencing that and being shown, you know, the truth of how we're in opposition of the thing that we're wanting to call in, a lot of times we're triggered. We're triggered with anger, with sadness, with grief. Can you talk a little bit about that emotional process and that as an energetic um energetic tool that we should be embracing more than trying to run away from. Yeah. I think personally, when I saw my life really starting to transform and me moving towards more authentic expressions of like how I wanted to show up in this lifetime was when I got challenged by a spiritual teacher I was working with and who said to me, you know, quite directly, it's like, I don't think you're vulnerable enough. I don't think you, you know, you have access to your feelings. Like you're too much the politician. And so that freaked me out. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I feel like I do feel things quite deeply, but I really had to explore that. And so, you know, she taught me about like the uh, process of doing anger work, which, you know, a lot of people don't 
entirely love or to go and feel my feelings fully. And so I've been, I have asked, I have worked with the intention actually of opening up my heart to those feelings that um, I had previously repressed or suppressed, ignored, because I knew how important it was to going to those next stages, those next levels of joy and, you know, creativity and freedom and all that good stuff there. So, uh, yeah. Did you have a specific process that you're wanting to talk about? Or? Yeah, I want to talk about, um, I really want to offer some tools for those who are going to their next level, who are, you know, being um, met with, whatever those uh, icky feelings are in the moment, like anger, grief, like whatever they're doing to like break out of um, past life contracts, like old belief systems, you know, this stuff doesn't shift just overnight. Yeah. Um, Can we do anger so, work? Yeah. How, anger? Like what is anger work? And, you know, what are some tools, like suggestions we could give people like, and even if they're not, um, and I want to give it as a tool too for like, just even in daily day to day, like shit's pissing you off. You feel like you have a, a chip on your shoulder. Like what's a tool someone can use so they feel seen and also comforted and uh, expressed um, in their anger. Okay. So one of the things I do, I do to tapping. I love tapping. And what I love about tapping is that you can tap on these meridian points and there's lots of videos like, you know, Brad Gates does a great series on tapping, you know, on YouTube, but, uh, but do, do tapping and working through the story of the anger. Cause you might not even know why you're angry. And so I like tapping. It's like, I'm pissed off. I'm like, you know, tap a point five or seven times. Like, you know, and I don't know why. And like, just keep on tapping and so you get to the root of it. But sometimes like this retrograde summer that we've been, you know, in is I've had to do what I call conscious anger work. And I invite most of my clients to do the same where is that you feel a trigger. You need to get it out of your system. You have to move it through the body. And so a lot of us are not given those times to be able to, express appropriately intense anger because we're usually projecting it on a you know it could be it could be in road rage it could be on a partner it could be on a friend so conscious anger work is this is you get into a um, a safe place whether it's your vehicle and preferably parked or in your you know a space at home and you call in uh, a protection like a white light i surround myself with white light and uh call in a guide, like I call in Archangel Michael or somebody who's there with you that's witnessing, that's a higher vibration. Um, and it, all of that, like calling in that white light, surrounding yourself with that bubble, calling in some divine protection, seals you in to the process and protects the energy from, you know, the energy that's going to come out from impacting the space or even the people around you. And so then what you do is you start where you're at, is you start voicing an I voice to a chair. You may voice to, you know, a pillow. It doesn't matter. It's like I voice to a chair and pretend the person who's triggered me um, is there. And I'll start off with um, some pretty strong language because it will get me in very quickly. It's like, you know, you mother like you know I'm not, I won't go in there my mom will listen later um and I just let loose about like whether or not it doesn't matter if I'm projecting it doesn't matter if I'm wrong or they're right it doesn't matter just get it out and I you just get it out until you scream it it's like 
everything and you want what you want to do is like the person in the moment who's triggered the angry response is a reflection of some earlier hurt and so if you're consciously doing your anger work you're going to try to go and find those other times and those people that also created that same type of reaction and you'll what you'll probably find out is it's a core wound from childhood so the person who um maybe your partner who's uh said something to you that really triggered you about, you know, not being responsible came from all the way back from uh, when you were five years old and you heard the same thing. But it's important and how you'll know you're done is that the anger will be expressed to the point that you're probably going to be in tears because you've hurt, you've hit on like that core wound. And what it does, and once I started doing this work, I really felt different. You will feel peaceful maybe not immediately after but you'll see that there's more space has been created for those higher vibrational feelings to come in even if it's like just gentle self-love or acceptance or forgiveness to yourself to that person uh, a lot of like mountains can be moved by doing this work we need more places and spaces to be able to um, have these times where we are able to express our intense you know, emotions like anger and then grief, like you said. I love that. Um, and it's been very uh, humbling when you've had asked of me to do that process and working with you because I'm like, I'm by nature, like I have a hot temper. I get angry really quick. I cool off pretty quickly too. Super Aries shadow side of that. Like, um, so when I remember you had called on me as an assignment to do that, that made me angry because I was like, what the fuck, Jed? Oh, sorry, Jed's bub. Um, you know, I'm like, what the frick? Uh, you know, because I have no problem tapping into my anger. So yeah. why do I have to like do it again? It's more of like, uh, you know, so, and then when I revisited it as, you know, um, what's making you sad, that to me, I felt more connected with in getting to the root of it. Yeah, um, so I just, that whole process has been very interesting, which sidebar, I recently uh, got uh, two um, like worry stones of uh, lava coal, like lava. <laughs> and it was like, to help anger, I was like, oh, that's going to be for sacred anger work, uh, little lava stones. Um, I love, and I love that you said it's sacred because it is sacred work. Because it's like, we, I feel like we've been repressing this for lifetimes. And now we've created, we have been so we've been given this gifted, this opportunity to heal some deep trauma, right? In this lifetime. And I feel like that's part of it is like, we get to voice. Finally, we, fi we finally find a way to voice um, this anger that we have. And then also too, all this other work we're discussing, this is part of being able to fully embrace a prosperity consciousness. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're you're wondering why. Like that's the thing is, I'll tell you, you're 2017. The pillars came in, Durga came in, the goddess came in, and I was working with. Actually, I was working with Mother Mary that year in 2017. She was my business mentor, which may sound a little bit strange, but she was very, very key in evolving what I'm doing here. And almost every day I would come into my office and I would write out my intentions and business was okay. It was good. It was, and I would be like, but I saw the vision in 2015 of how many people I could, um, 
ideally impact with the way I wanted to offer, you know, what I love doing so much. And uh, there were a lot of times where I had to go do the anger work and the grief work and just the fr- and just voice my frustration so that I could clear out whatever was stored in my subconscious around that, like whatever ideals I had around prosperity, that I wasn't going to do this by bypassing anything. I was going to, it was going to be the real deal. And so I spent a lot of 2017 um, getting rid of like these lower vibrations to the point where I could really step in and embody joy, right? And the joy of creative freedom and feeling prosperous and like making impact and um, with the work that I'm doing. So I have to say the whole time you're talking, I feel like minty tingles on my chest. (laughs) This is sweet. I feel the love too. It's like, it's, yeah. I, I, if, if you knew me, like I've been called the politician, like if you knew me in my previous lifetime, um, I would have, everybody thought I had the perfect life. And it's like, I was covering up a lot of sadness and a lot of anger uh, about, you know, stuff that had happened. And- when you say politician, I still see that in you in our sessions because you keep a straight face when you know you're saying something to me that I don't want to hear. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to get a little like Aries, um, you know, action back at you. Um, I have and- five planets in Libra. I come by it, honestly. So <laughs> it's like that people pleaser. I'm like, oh, don't be bad at me, Diana. But I really need to say this. Oh, no, but I, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) I love it. So, okay. So we talked about, is there anything else we haven't discussed regarding prosperity um, consciousness that, that you would like to share? I think what I would, I mean, you know, having worked together for almost a year is that it's an evolutionary path. I think that if you're, if you're wanting sustained change and transformation in prosperity consciousness is that it's a, it's a lifelong journey. You know, I'm always being challenged and upgraded and shown new ways of like where I am in scarcity and where I am in lack and where I am in fear. And, you know, and I live a pretty good life. Right. But it's so I, I think, yeah, it's just, it takes, it's a, it's a journey. You're not going to get it all most likely in a weekend class or with three rounds of tapping or, you know, some magical mystical moon ceremony that you did, that it's showing up every day. And again, that's why I love the pillars, you know, just the reminder of what it is that you stand for and what is it that you're, you know, you're who you're here to become, which is what I think this evolutionary journey is about anyway. And so prosperity consciousness is like this magical you know state that we're wanting to achieve but that it's just it's so much more than that and so enjoy the process you know put some pillars in there that you know bring in like the fun and the joy and the lightness the one thing i do want to share also too with the pillars that i love and you did say show me is um i just want to emphasize to our listeners like asking those energies within the pillars or just any kind of archetypes or energetic field or goddess energy that like show, like show me the next steps, like guide me, show me, show Show me what I should do next. And that is how you can correlate your next action steps. Would you say that's a correct, you know, just goosebumping all over. Yeah. Like what, because it's like one thing I do really love about working with you so much is I love 
obviously we both love like spiritual, magical, all this woo-woo, loveliness, woo-woo Sunday. Um, but also I want practical stuff. What are like, what are tools? What are the action steps? What are things as me as a human walking on this earth? Like what are actual practical tools? So I really appreciate that. And I have to say like in the, um, in my time working with you, it's really, I think, it's been really humbling because I know on a deep level, I needed to work on some like super um, limiting beliefs that I was not aware of. They were like buried. I had like no idea. I just knew like I really wanted to work with you. And um, it's very humbling to see the trajectory of, you know, these things we worked on, which on the outside perspective, I would have been maybe like, oh, what does that have to do with prosperity, consciousness? But it does. Um, and it's really been a huge support in making me, um, feel more confident in the woman that I am, the woman I'm becoming to be the, um, you know, uh, like, it's so funny now I'm like calling in the old pillar, like being the, you know, like intuitive, like the impactful intuitive. Oh my gosh. That was one of my pillars with you when we first started, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the like empress energy and the bouncer yeah. energy and the free spirit. And, um, there's just so much wonderful things around this. So that's a great point though, because I think what happens is, you know, in the world of infinite choice that we have is that when you, you distill it to four or six or eight pillars, you're some people, and I know I was like that. Oh my God. When I used to write intentions out for any course, you know, seeing what I wanted out from it, it'd be two pages long. But now I realize with working with qualities and archetypes that you can just say the one word, the one pillar that downloads a bunch of different qualities and things. So I, and nothing gets left behind. And so, you know, your new pillars may not include the intu- impactful intuitive, but um, I believe in a kind universe and that's, spirit knows you better, you know, that aspect of you knows you better than, you know, the ego you and that, yeah, the the impactful intuitive healer dealer, um, gets to come along too. And so it's, there's, that's just the humbling kind part of the process. But what is, what has been the most delightful, rewarding process for you or insight you've had in the diversity of clients you work with? Like what has been the number one insight for you when working with all these different individuals? going to make me cry. Cry. Getting through through one session without crying with one interview without crying. Uh, I see the, um, the goodness, like the goodness in people, like the way that people really want to serve. And so a lot of people will start working with me because they, possibly they want to like have the successful career, but then ultimately people are just like how crazy they are about service and how they really are here. They want to make a difference. They want to make an impact. Like there's a real call for legacy of love. And I see that those people who, um, that I'm, you know, I've been, have had the privilege of being in relationship with is that what they want. It's like, I want to leave something behind. And it may look like the best-selling book or the incredible acting career or the, you know, like a, the shamanic, you know, practice, like whatever it is, but it really comes down to, if you distill it, it's like the legacy of love. I love that. What would you say has been your greatest challenge? Oh my gosh. Probably I would say what you what you called out is the is the politician that people pleaser part of me that you know I was a 
I was gifted with five planets in Libra, you know, where uh, Libras just value beauty so much and put people who that they love on a pedestal. And so you tolerate a lot in that, uh, in that type of thinking. And so I would say my biggest challenge is to actually be able to be quiet enough and give myself the love and the space to be able to realize like, oh, well, what is it that I want? What is it that I am here to serve? And I'll tell you, my astrology chart has been um, the reminder, the remembrance piece for me since I was 10 years old. It's like, it just continually would come back to me, even when I wasn't practicing astrology um, professionally, it would just keep on coming back to me. It's like, hey, lady, you got some things you came here to do. And people may be saying the stuff about you and you may want to agree with it so you don't have to rock the boat, but you actually came here to rock the boat. So, sorry. I uh, love that. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish somebody would ask you? Oh, I love that question. Um, it could be you now or even when you were little. It doesn't matter. Like, what is something that you're yearning to be asked? Oh, Wow. I think, you know, I used to work with these kids, like for 20 years, I worked with teenagers and, you know, teenagers are pretty, um, pretty self-focused, you know, self-absorbed, you know, and they're in their own little worlds. And I had to always be taken aback when somebody would ask me, like, how are you? And they are actually like, hey, just like, wait a minute, how are you? And then you can hear it. You can hear like the authenticity in the voice around that. It's actually how I fell in love with my man was that this person would just ask me that question. It's like, enough about me. How are you? And I'd be like, what? So it, yeah, it's that question. Like, how are you? And then being able to take that thoughtful pause and then answer like from an authentic place. So how are you, Jen? <laughs> I am like, I am so uh, feeling in love at the moment right now. I just, you know how much I adore you, like adore you and just like this process. And I just feel so grateful that we get to live in a space like this. So I'm doing effing fantastic. Okay. My last question for you is what is your greatest desire right now? My greatest desire. That's a great question as well. Um, all of them are. I would, <laughs> if I was going to be 100% transparent, and uh, I've been working with a pillar of all pillars for myself, which it surprised me when it came in. And um, it's not officially part of my business, but it's definitely an overriding uh, one. And it's this ideal like this feeling like I really want to know I really want to feel what it's like to feel God is beautiful and not the beauty you know it started like you know five planets in Libra so it starts off like sure surface like um but it's not it's like, I want to feel I want to know what it's like to embody the energy of a of a goddess like what a goddess would feel like that self-love that deep self-love that deep self-value that doesn't matter what anybody says or what age you are or wherever you're at is that you feel like such beauty and so that is my deepest desire right now is to really and it has been for two years so when i heard those two words get paired up together is i my deepest desire is to know what it is to embody like goddess beautiful whatever those words mean 
Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I just want to take a second and honor you for the amazing goddess, beautiful work that you're doing in the world, the way you show up for everybody, how you really are able to look at the scariest shit with the most tender, loving eyes and hold space for those that you work with on a level that that is so, you know, supportive, unwavering supportive. And to me, it's my most favorite thing getting to speak with you every week because I feel I get the satisfaction personally of um, the way I would feel if I went to a therapist. I get, uh, I love that I can touch in uh, with spirit and also root that into real life action steps and acknowledgement within that work. So I'm going to definitely, you know, we'll put links to how people can connect with you. All my listeners, you won't regret it. Even if you feel called to do just a love map session, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm somebody who you know, is a little greedy with uh, readings of different astrology types and hers are very unique and different and she is one of a kind and um, I love you very much. I love you. Thank you so much for this time. Yay! That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review, let me know what you loved about it, and pass along to your family and friends. Thank you so much for being here. Hope to see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.